Welcome back. This is the Soft Count. So I travel around a lot. Just got back from Chicago not long ago. I'm out of the country a lot. And when I am, I like to use, um, for gambling, I'm, I do get on stake. I've been sponsored there before. If you're wondering, I go up north. I spend some time in Canada, man. I'm up here in Canada. So if you want to sign up, go ahead and use the stake promo code, the soft count, and join the club with us. Make sure you follow the Instagram as well, at the soft count on Instagram. And shoot me some DMs if you absolutely hate me or think my take is really dumb. Uh, send it to me, and I'll read it out loud. UFC last night was pretty all right. We made a lot of picks that were spot on. The first fight of the night was the women's strawweight with Jessica Penne and Emily Ducote. Emily was like a new UFC fighter. She's pretty built. She just kicked the cat. She just had calf kicks like over and over again until Jessica couldn't stand anymore. She really didn't show anything else other than like I can kick this lady's calf. That is one direction of UFC that I don't love is like the leg kicks. It looks kind of dumb over time if that's all you're doing, and that's all that girl did. I mean, to the point where that, well, the woman couldn't stand anymore. It was her only strike. And so it was kind of like, eh, whatever. And I told, I, I kind of warned everybody. It was a decision fight. It went round three decision to Emily, the new fighter. <clears throat> I stayed away from it. Didn't love the fight. Next fight was our first upset. And you know what's funny is Dustin Stolzfus was plus 140 when betting opened, and Dwight Grant was the heavy favorite. After the pod, I checked the next day, and Dustin became the minus 110 favorite. So some of you uh, international guys maybe started putting money on it, as I called that bet. So that was our first surefire win. The second surefire win I called out was the next fight of the night with Dustin Jacoby and Jung Dong Ung. <laughs> Listen, that fight was sweet. Um, the Asian fighter I hadn't seen before, he was really jacked, and they started kind of talking shit to each other. And Justin caught him with, like, an overhand left and just knocked him out. It was beautiful. Really, Dustin's nine and on a 9-0 and streak since he came back. He left for a while over some personal things, I believe, injuries and personal things. Here's the thing I heard about him. And as soon as they said this, my mind was blown. And I, and I am now on his – he's going to have a real shot. He was a college quarterback – which right off the bat, like the athleticism required to play quarterback, I was like, oh. And then they said he was a Division One basketball player for like a recruit. He could have gone Division One. I'm like, oh my god. And he's a kickboxer. And he's fucking huge. And it's like, wow. And he's like, you can't seem to hurt him. I don't know, man. I really like that athlete right now. And he's been on a tear, undefeated since he came back in the light heavyweight division. He's scary. <laughs> Watch out. Next fight, Bill Algio took care of Herbert Burns. So Herbert Burns is Gilbert Burns' brother, and Gilbert is one of the all-times. He's fucking badass. And Herbert's a fucking, I don't know what happened. I hate to say, like, because if he tore his ACL in that fight or tore his knee and he was down there crying and stuff, like, at the the fight just ended weird. Like, at first it seemed as, as though Burns was gassed. And Bill wasn't in the first round. It was like, wow, is Burns gassed already? And then in the second round, he he like didn't even want to get up for the second round. He was just laying there, not wanting up. And I find it hard to believe that he's just gassed. It seemed, and and he was like, you know, pointing to his knee, like my something's wrong, you know. And then his brother ends up carrying him out of the stadium. Everybody's booing him. Everybody thinks he's a pussy. But if his knee's torn, and it's like his third surgery on that knee, by the way. Uh, I feel bad for him. That sucks. 
he shouldn't be fighting though, you know, and I, in a similar situation to a fight later that I'll mention later. This next fight, I believe I took Jack Shore on the pod, but I ended up uh, switching my bet to Ricky Simone. I forgot after I started like right before the fight, I started kind of putting some money in on Ricky because it was like, how can you not? He just, I just believed in him and he dominated the fight. And so I might have even mentioned, I might have actually taken Ricky. I'd have to double check. I didn't listen to the pod since last time, but he, he looked really good. Uh, next fight was uh, Puna Hele. We called that round two knockout. He's just a beast. The Dalsha dude, after I saw him at the weigh-in, he just seemed like he was, like, on fucking drugs or something. <laughs> he was weird. And then that takes us into the, the main event night. <clears throat> Misha Tate is terrible. She has to retire. Lauren Murphy, I mean, she fought for the... She was in a, a title fight recently, and she lost. She just looks old, but she's really strong, obviously, and she's got, like, a lot of grizzledness about her <laughs> she's just like hard-nosed and she fought well and won in a decision and an easy decision misha tate has had surgery on her septum a few times and once that nose started bleeding she's just not she doesn't breathe very well she's really slow like her hands are slow her movements are slow not not ideal the next fight was the set the fight i said would be the fight of the night shane burgos and uh charles jordan I don't know what to say about this fight other than Charles won. It was a round three decision, and I've, I've been on Reddit, and this is one of the big talking points. People are like, you just don't know what scoring is. I'm like, listen, if you want to go by rounds, he Charles won the first and the third, and therefore, boom, the conversation's over. But even before we have that conversation, Charles Jordan landed 124 strikes to Shane Burgos's 44. Now, anybody that tells me I don't know what I'm talking about, go fuck yourself. One, he landed a, like three times more strikes, significant strikes, like kicking him in the fucking face strikes, kneeing him in the fucking sternum over and over again, punch uppercutting his face, like just brutalizing Shane Burgos over and over again. And Shane just like, you know, he took him. I mean, some of them were hard, like they hit him hard. Shane's got like a fucking caveman head, so he can take it. But he didn't throw any strikes. He had one in the second round. Shane controlled the fight. He was on top of him and just controlled him wrestling him. Didn't do anything. Didn't even, like, throw strikes down there. Arguably, you could even say Charles Jourdain, from his back, was doing more damage. It was just, I don't know. And then it gets to the third round, and Charles is able to keep it up and just lands just a fucking barrage of strikes for five minutes. And they gave it to Shane. And it's like, wow, you guys are, like, have... There's no I, – I, that fight ended after – I was literally like, okay, so this is just WWE. Like, they know who's going to win. Because I saw Shane smiling in the third round while he was, like, getting beat on. And I'm like, what are you smiling about? Like, you lost the first round, and you you won the second, but you're, you're losing the third. Like, I, I'd argued that the third round was going to decide that fight. And it, the third round was as one-sided as could be. And so – yeah, that was a shocker. DC was shocked. I know a lot of people hate DC, but he is one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. And he does say some dumb shit, but when it comes to the judging at the end of a fight, he can tell you who won the fight. He is one of the people that can look at a fight and be like, all right. And he was shocked. He was. He, he, he was just like, what? And then he asked Shane, like, you think you did enough? It's like, I mean, Shane's like, yeah. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, DC's like, I guess I, you know, he he's shocked by the judging a lot. 
Now, he does say some dumb shit. He'll, like, talk like he knows about something. The one thing he does know about is fighting. And the actual, like, he was describing, like, he needs to get his right leg over there, and then he can, and then the guy does it. And it's like, okay, yeah, DC can, he knows fighting. He just doesn't do his research. He doesn't, like, if he hadn't, if he's not watching it right then and there, he doesn't remember. <laughs> That's basically it. In the moment, he's great at telling you what's going on. He understands fighting. He does not very good at remembering fights that he's watched in the past. He's just like, <laughs> whatever. I like him a lot, but he's always, he was he was surprised by that. I think everybody was. Seemed rigged. Seemed corrupt. Shane Burgos didn't win that fight at all. And, uh, yeah, the judges came in and made sure he did. Next fight, I called. I was joking about it, in fact, too, because I was uh, – kind of laughing about Matt Schnell. I've lost money on him. He's just like a box. He's like a punching bag. And this Asian fighter, Sue, came in and beat the piss out of him for two rounds. I mean, legit, like knocked him out three times and Schnell came back, came to like one, he, you know, hit him so hard, his knees buckled. He, he like went down and came back up instantly and was like getting hit again. You know, he, Schnell took a beating for two straight rounds, almost 10 minutes of just getting his head kicked in. And then he landed this wild fucking hook. Sue kind of goes down, and Matt gets on top of him and starts raining elbows on Sue's face. And there is blood fucking everywhere. And this fucking pit bull ends up getting like a triangle choke and wins the fight at the end of the second round at 4.24. You know, 30 seconds left in the round. Anyway, Matt, Matt gets it done. Cut Sue over the eye with one of those elbows. I mean, he really was getting his ass handed to him, and he, he ended up turning it around. It was it was fucking sweet. I was wrong on the next fight. Li Jingliang, he ended up getting it done. He didn't look very good in the first round. In fact, he looked terrible in the first round. I thought Muslim was going to just ended up, you know, finishing him. But he caught him with a really powerful strike in the second round, knocked him out, got the KO, on, uh, and that was you know, good for him. I'm still not in. That was a lucky – I mean, it wasn't lucky. Nothing's lucky, really, because all these guys are training ridiculously hard all the time. So when they throw a fucking Hail Mary and it lands, it's not luck. I mean, it's it's there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of training that goes into all these strikes. To be able to throw that fast, that hard, you know, it's not luck. But he was getting his ass kicked for a while. So Michelle Watterson's probably done, I would guess. She's 18 and 10. She She's a tip-tap fighter. She bounces around. Her strikes don't hurt at all. And Amanda Lemos is fucking going to be a champion. I think she's going to be the next champ. She is fucking brutalizing. She reminds me of Davison Figueredo, Amanda Lemos. She is of the straw weight and women. She's like She kind of has the same stance, low guard, but wide stance, and just throws gas. Some of the hardest punches I've ever seen a woman throw is from Amanda Limosh. I've seen some really skilled fighters, and I know that people think that, uh, you know, Nunez hits hard. It's like, yeah, she was really strong. Nunez has, like, good strikes, but uh, Amanda Limosh, her strikes are violent in a way that's hard to explain. <clears throat> she got it done. Last fight of the night was a disappointment. It was a round one TKO. Yair got it done, which is what we called. I called a Yair win over Brian. Part of my problem with Brian, it was funny. When they were showing the promo video, I was talking to somebody, and I said, look at He's got, like, a scar on his shoulder. I'm like, man. Like, my dad. My dad's had a couple 
shoulder surgeries and they look like that. <clears throat> and then after the fight, you know, he dislocated his shoulder, just kind of pulling his arm out of this guard. And afterwards he revealed he's had three shoulder surgeries and he might have to have another. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, it's over. You know, he's had some bad luck in his career, but at the same time, he should have beat Volk. He had him twice, dead to rights, and he was getting his ass kicked in that fight, but he should have been the champ after that fight, and he let it slip away. The other way, uh, the other stuff that's happened in his career, I mean, those are just injuries, and his body's just not holding up. And part of that is when you look at his body, there's a reason why he's got shoulder problems. He's got belly fat. He's got chest. Like, he's not ripped. He doesn't work out hard enough. His uh, physical training's not good enough. When you see Yaya Rodriguez, he's fucking cut, ripped, jacked, whatever you want to call it. Brian looks like me with my shirt off. Like, I'm in shape. I work out. But Brian, uh, like, you need to look better. There's, that's why your body's failing you. Anyway, it was a good night of fights. I really enjoyed it. One of the things I'm going to do going forward, or I'm going to try to do, is uh, we'll set up and we'll set this all up with the Instagram. If you DM me or Insta, uh, we'll do an invite to some different people for our Discord. We watch the fights together, uh, some of the people that I talk to, and you can get an invite. Just shoot me a DM and ask for an invite to the next fight. Uh, you will be watching it on your own. I can't share the, the stream with you, but we are talking live as the fights are happening, and it's kind of a little uh, watch party. So, yeah, shoot me a DM if you're interested in getting an invite. Just kind of finished up watching the this British Open, uh, 150th St. Andrews. It looked like Rory was going to get the win there for a while. He'd been leading all day and all day Sunday and pretty much all day Saturday, and that would have been really big for the PGA. They needed him to win. Cam Smith is actually the guy I like the most. He's got like long, shitty blonde hair and a shitty blonde mustache, and he's Australian, and I just dig him. He's he just seems like a dude that fucks. <laughs> and the thing about him. He's actually still on the PGA, but there's been whispers of him moving over to live. So it wasn't ideal for him to win for the PGA. If you're if you're following this little war they've got going on, I mean they're totally ruining their own sport, which is hilarious to me. I don't really give a fuck because in the end, people don't actually watch either of these sports events. They watch the Open, they watch the U.S. Open, the British Open, they watch the Masters. Sometimes you watch the PGA Championship, and sometimes you watch like. I don't know, the memorial. But most for the most part, you just watch these things that aren't even hosted by either of these tournaments, you know? So it's kind of, I don't, I just don't give a shit. I, I really don't care. As somebody that turns on golf in the summertime, because that's basically the only time I, it, there's nothing else on. So it's like, all right, I'll watch a little bit. There was like fucking lacrosse on TV yesterday, and my buddy and I were watching it. In fact, my buddy's friend played in the All Star game. Uh, Jones, I don't know, he's like one of the only black dudes out there, and he's clearly more athletic, bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, he's fucking badass. I played lacrosse growing up, and that dude, man. The only guys that I ever saw that, that were that big that played, you know, they, they definitely were going to Ivy League schools. We had a kid on my school that had like a – he ended up going to Hofstra or something, which at the time was big shit for lacrosse, you know. And he was just a fucking monster, but he played defense, you know. Those guys all played defense that were that big. And then the attack guys were all smaller. Now attack guys are built like fucking this Jones dude, and he looks like, I don't know, fucking Des Bryant. <laughs> you know, like 6'4", 240 or something. He looks fucking huge. Pretty fun to watch. 
it is fun. I'm sitting over here as Cam Smith's getting awarded the trophy, and he's got his shitty fucking mullet, and he's sitting with this old British dude with a suit on. This is fucking hilarious. I love it. Summer League's finishing up over the next weekend. I think they got like a playoffs going on. We'll see how fun it is. I, I've been watching it. I might have to get involved with some betting on it just to kind of get me more into it. I haven't been in love with the Summer League. I watched like once they sat Paolo down and and I haven't been able to care. I just don't care about any of these other dudes. <laughs> like I don't. I want to see Paolo and I want to see Chet and everybody else go the fuck home. Last night though, there's this Drew League. I assume it's like based on what, like Uncle Drew or something, like Kyrie's private league. I don't know. It looks like 1999 and one party, right? It's like black, which is fucking sweet. And LeBron played in it last night <clears throat> while the summer league's going on. And it just looked like the place you wanted to be. It was so fucking cool, the clips I've seen. I'm, and LeBron put up like 40 fucking five. I saw a quote on Reddit. Somebody's like, yeah, this is the kind of guys that Michael Jordan was playing against in the NBA. And that's not that far off. <laughs> I mean, these dudes can ball in the Drew League. It's not like they're not ballers. Uh, but LeBron was just destroying, you know, destroying. And the place is just going fucking bananas. And he uh, – and it's packed. And it's small. And it just looked so fucking gangster. Um, it just looked cool as fuck. I wish I could have been there. There are some pretty sweet fights next week. Next week is the London card. And the main card, I just, I'll just talk briefly because we're going to obviously have a bigger episode uh, as the week goes on about the fights. But some of the guys to look out for that I, that I really like, Paul Craig is the opener on the main card. He is 16-4. and four. He's won fights from his back. He is really hard to get out. He's one of my go-to guys. This is also the card with, uh, they got Molly McCann on there since they're in London, along with Patty Pimblett. I can't be the only, I like Patty, I do, but I can't be the only person that wants to see Jordan Levitt, like, fucking twerking over top of him, right? Jordan Levitt's like the weirdest fighter ever. And uh, as weird as he is, he's 10-1. and one. And so Patty's got a real fight on his hands, like an unorth- unorthodox fight, which can make things really difficult for people. Chris Curtis, Jack Hermanson. I'm out on Jack Hermanson. I just I don't even bet on his fights. Chris Curtis hopefully just smokes him. Tom, the the heavyweight main event is Curtis Blades and Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall, I would imagine. I and I spotted this a little bit earlier, but now I think everybody else is on the train. Like he looks like he could be possibly fighting for the championship belt soon at that division. Uh, he is. I mean, I'd put him in the. I'd put him. I'd put him in there with anybody. Not sure what's going on, like with the belt. Is there an interim belt in the meantime? I don't know what's going on. I know Stipe is coming back. I know John Jones wants to fight. Miganu seems to be like on another planet. I don't know what he's up to. But Tom is probably the most skilled fighter out of all those guys. He can do everything. He's like a Frank Mir with better hands and a better body, faster, stronger, mm, better, better family probably. Tom, Tom's got like a stable dad that runs the gym as his coach and he's got brothers and it seems like a big family ordeal that's gonna be hard to beat gonna be a sweet week though good fights 
just want to mention the XFL is getting fired back up. You know what's interesting is when that first started again, right before COVID, I was watching it. And my friends and I were watching it. And it was like, oh, this is this is nice. And then when COVID hit, it shut down. And then it, it seemed like it wasn't coming back. And then they brought out this USFL stuff. And I just it just never caught me. I didn't watch it. <clears throat> and it had better football, apparently. But it just – it's like – after the XFL and COVID fell apart, I was like, see, it's just never going to work. And then the USFL came along, and I just didn't watch. But now The Rock is involved, and they're bringing the XFL back. I just like the silliness of the league to a certain degree. And the football was actually really bad last that, that last run in the XFL. And the USFL actually has some pretty good football being played. And so... I don't know. I'll have to try to watch one of them, I guess. <laughs> I just haven't. I don't know. Yeah, just watching Cam Smith's acceptance speech here of his award and going to tune in for some summer league games today, the playoffs, I guess. I guess they get a ring now, too. <laughs> so, yeah, hit me up on Instagram. We'll talk about the Discord thing as, uh, as that starts to develop, but I think that's probably the, the future of kind of interacting with me. So, yeah, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. And don't forget to use the stake promo code uh, to join. Sign up with the soft count as the promo code. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>